Welcome to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company. Thank you for joining us today in our search for what makes a great communicator. I'm your host, Joel Silverstone, and every episode we'll be speaking with leaders and experts on how they were able to use their communication skills to inspire, create trust, collaboration, and influence others all in a respectful manner. How did they do it? What did they do to get better? How did they adapt? Where did they fail? Listeners and viewers, if you are looking to improve your communication skills and take those steps to being the next great leader in business, you're in the right place. Enjoy the podcast. We can all agree everyone has a story. When you think of yours, what's holding you back from writing, from communicating your ideas and thoughts? Is it a fear of judgment? <laughs> For most of us, that is a definite yes. Well, in today's episode, we've got Hannah Tuff to guide us on being more effective in our communication skills and hint, drop your ego, and also be able to listen to the stories that want to be heard. Hannah Tuff is an international marketing and communication lead at Havas Canada. She's a contributor to online publications of Thrive Global and founded the nonprofit organization Activate TO. Now, Hannah has always been a passionate writer. She knew that she wanted to work with words ever since she was able to read Robert Munch books. For more on Hannah, go to her website at hannatuff.com. Now, let's meet Hannah and everyone has a story. And we are here with Hannah Tuff. Hannah, I am so glad you are here. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about, about writing and how that affects communication skills, uh, your, you know, your work with the community. Uh, and I love that part we're going to be talking about why you were inspired to work with the community. And then, of course, we're going to be doing our failure tada, that moment where you had a, a, a basically a turning point in your life and what you learned from that. Uh, and that will be our show today. Are you ready, Hannah? I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's talk about writing. You know, I, I'm not a writer and and I think a, a, our audience is probably like me where we're fascinated by people that have this ability to write. So let me ask the most basic question about writing and that is how, you know, how does one start? How did you start? You have to start in your journal. I start started writing just thoughts on paper. And and that's hard because I mean, why why is that hard? Why is that hard for us to start writing? I think people are afraid of judgment. You know, when I was a teenager, if you're a teenager, yeah. it's like, oh, I don't want my mom to find my diary. You know, that type of of fear that your innermost thoughts and fears and feelings will be exposed somehow. Yeah. And and when you put words on paper, it comes to life. It's something real. Yeah, I think you're onto something there with that that fear of judgment. I think that's what holds us back. It's it's our, our we're censoring ourselves from actually saying what we believe in or what we think or what we imagine. Was there something that that triggered it for you that you you didn't censor yourself? Was was there a, a trick to that or or a thought maybe? Well, I've always been taught to write what I know. So write about my life. Write about the experience as that I've had. Um, and because we're all human, you know, some people have probably also had those experiences and can relate to what I've been through. And then it starts to build a community of people who are who are excited to share their stories. Right. 
Right. Um, so when you're writing for the public, because you you you're, you do a lot of that in the in the marketing and the communications work you you do. So what I'm hearing you say is that the the magic to that is write what you know, and more importantly, not worry that people won't be able to connect to that. Yeah, exactly. I think you know we have the the unique syndrome. We all think that we're super unique. And of course, we all have amazing um, skills and different experiences in life. But when it comes down to it, we're all human. You know, we all have those basic human feelings and instincts are like we said, our, our needs, wants and fears. Right. So if you're able to share that even just a little bit, um, even in professional writing or in advertising, it appeals to what we need and want and what we fear, you know, we fear we're going to get in a car accident. So a car commercial will show us um doing their uh impact right. assessments right like they show the car crashing in a test room right to show you look our car is very safe you know if you get in an accident so it's appealing to that kind of fear and that comforting um and everyone can relate to that and so it's the same thing when when writing um social media posts or writing marketing or internal communications um, have to think about what do I want? And there's probably other people out there that want the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's saying what you're thinking and realizing it's also probably what a lot of us are thinking as well. So when, as a reader, I read that and go, that is so true. <laughs> I, and, or I see that commercial, I was worried about safety. That, that was my number one concern. So absolutely. So then, you know, as, as someone who deals with, with clients and colleagues, uh, as a, as a leader in communications, how does this translate in how you, uh, how you approach people in your communication style? Ultimately it comes down to asking them what they want. So instead of jumping right into a zoom meeting or a even face-to-face -face meeting and me going right into a presentation, telling them, talking at them, giving them all these points, telling them that I know best. I usually start by asking the team or the client or the individual, you know, what do you want or what do you see happening out of our partnership or this meeting? You know, what are your goals? What are your notes? Like, what were you thinking before you came into this meeting or this room? Um, just to, to break the ice, first yeah. of all, and then also to make them feel comfortable and realize I'm not here to tell them, you know, I'm not all knowing, I don't know, have all the answers right. and let's try and work together rather than one person talking and one person listening. It can be a two-way conversation. That's that's a great mindset to walk into communication is that two-way mindset. And I love that question about what were you thinking before you just walked in here? That's a great, yeah. that's a great one because it's, it could be about, I was thinking about the ad. It was, I was thinking about my kids. I was thinking about lunch. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, so that it's a great icebreaker and makes people feel safe, which I think is, is such an important part of um, what I'm hearing you say is, is to make people feel comfortable and feel safe to be able to share information that, that you need to be able to then do their, their marketing or their communication. Yeah, and it's it's blending so much between personal life and professional life these days, especially with COVID and everything. Um, we it's hard to separate that homework life, mm -hmm. and so I and I don't think it has to be separated. I think there's a lot of good crossover that can come by incorporating the two together. I don't always like that word like work life balance. Yeah. I think it's more of a work life like roller coaster, a work life kind of, you know, flowing, existing being. It's not a, it's not a stagnant work 
and then home anymore. It's just, it's just not like that. It's flow. I think that's a good word. I think work-life balance is flow because it's, we're humans. um, And now we're not, in one sense, one positive, I think that has come out of this COVID uh, situation the past year is that we are able to be more vulnerable, maybe even be more empathetic. Um, Maybe like you're saying, we are all unique and had unique situations, but we are, we have we now have something in common. We now have some similarities. Exactly. We've all had some challenges uh, throughout. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this kind of brings into the this idea of the the fears, the needs, the wants. What are you know our human basics? Uh, it kind of says about when we write or when we communicate um, mm-hmm. to not feel like we have to know it all to allow a certain amount of vulnerability. Exactly. I don't know it all, even if I am considered an expert on a subject. You know. Um, I don't know it all, and we're always uh, learning from each other. Um, so whether that's reading, whether that's speaking, um, whether that's you know doing training, I find them to be a lot more interactive these days um, with asking the audience questions, getting them involved. It's more about like challenging your brain to communicate in a different way yes. rather than, okay, I took a bunch of notes and read a chapter of a book. Now I know how to communicate differently, but you haven't put it into practice. Yeah. Right? You got to put it in, into practice. And this is why I like, this is why we're having you on the show, Hannah, because it's like looking from the writer's perspective, someone who has put words on paper and given some thought um, and what you have said about it's this lack of fear of judgment in writing has inspired mm-hmm. the way that you communicate, which is to not be afraid to ask questions to not afraid to be curious. Um, and the, and this seems to be, this this is, as you said, it, it, it continues to challenge yourself because you can feel maybe not in control sometimes of a conversation at the beginning. That's definitely true. You know, you when you wanna walk into a room and, and give a presentation, it's like, yeah, I wanna control the room, yeah. right? Um, but I try and look at it differently in the sense that like, I'm trying to build a community, whether it's a community just for one hour that we're having that meeting, that meeting is my community for that moment. And, or it could be a bigger community. You know, I'm trying to build an online community around, you know, something that I'm passionate about, or it could be, um, I'm trying to submit an article to, or get an article published in a certain community, right? right? Online community. So there's many types of communities and, and the way, if I view it that way, instead of me just talking to people or me just writing at people, um, it's more on, on a level playing field. Hi, I'm Joy Newhold, and we'll be right back to our interview. When I started the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company in 2002, I never would have imagined that one day we would have a podcast. So first, I want to thank you for listening and share some really exciting information about our organization with you. For years, we have made our live instructor-led software and soft skills training, consulting and coaching services customizable to meet the unique needs of each client and committed ourselves to a high quality of customer service. This combined to make the learning experience better for the participants and the planning process easier for the organizer. We love helping our clients so much We also develop many additional free resources to help you along the way, and this podcast is just one of them. At greatcanadiantraining.ca, you will find our free monthly webinars, blog articles, and free downloads covering everything from building better dashboards in Excel to navigating difficult conversations and everything in between. So make sure to join us at greatcanadiantraining.ca. But for now, I better let you get back to the podcast. Please enjoy the rest of the interview. Yeah, and this is this is good. You're talking about community because this um, 
everything you're saying now kind of leads us into the the next part we want to talk about was um, your your community specifically as a co-founder of something called Activate To. Is that is that is that correct? Was that what it was yeah? <laughs> Yeah, that was a speaker series born out of my grad school days. Um, it was wonderful. We we were in grad school, some masters and PhD students, and we found that we were sitting in this ivory tower and writing about, you know, important Canadian subjects, but we didn't actually know any of the people that were doing work on the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, community organizers, politicians, um, leaders in the community and community resources we're writing about them but we don't we don't know them so we threw in a whole bunch of different people that are often fighting and speaking on the same platforms like this they want the same change but they don't always intersect so we tried to bring an intersectionality to the city of toronto and, and bring all those types of people together um to communicate yeah, yeah. <laughs> to share to get their voices heard to tell the stories that you know, don't get covered on the front page of the newspaper or the TV, right? But are doing such important work in our communities in Toronto. Yeah, the 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 the, the, the it's not the headlines, uh, but it's really mm -hmm. this. It's it's really the the stories that that need to be heard. Yeah. Um, exactly. And we try to bring to say like, don't assume that you know anything about this group of people. So trying to you know, very popular subject right now is like smashing those stereotypes and breaking down those boundaries between groups of people. And that's exactly what we're trying to do is that everyone has a story, no matter what they look like. Yeah. yeah, the the assuming because even when we communicate, you know, going back to again, you're 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 asking first and, uh, and Ooh. sort of showing yourself as you are. Uh, it's, it's so it's you're not assuming the other person uh, or labeling them or judging them um and it sounds like this activate to was wasn't just about it was actually probably the biggest part of communication i think it was about actually people listening to each other hopefully <laughs> yeah of course um you know, everyone wants to be heard you know everyone has a voice yeah. um and how do they use that voice right so you know, I, they say a lot like, oh, you found your voice. And it's like, well, maybe you always had that voice. You just learned how to put it on the right platform and how to communicate effectively so that others will listen. I'm just writing that because that's that's really good. Is everyone has a voice. How do they use it? And, you know, what's the right platform to use it? And you uh, yeah. you facilitated, uh, uh, facilitated that to happen to the voices not being heard. So let's go now yeah. to uh, our segment that I like to call failure ta-da and this is a uh, based on an improv game where uh we work with people to say look you know here's maybe a difficult point or maybe a failure um and we're gonna actually we're gonna celebrate it because it's it's how did it change you uh what did you learn from that so if you're ready hannah let's go to your failure ta-da moment um and maybe share where, where was the sort of turning point for you this is a good one. I like this question um, because we should celebrate our failures, quote unquote, right? Um, honestly, we talked about me doing my master's and after I graduated from that program at York and Ryerson, I thought my life is going to be so great. I'm going to be able to get this amazing job. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to right away. You know, I just was had that sense of entitlement 
um, that things were going to be given to me. And it's hard to like admit that almost because it's kind of an egocentric way of thinking. But I was quickly brought to my knees. Um, I became pregnant. I had a daughter, uh, totally not prepared for that um, at 24. And uh, I ended up relying on those community resources myself. So applying for Ontario Works and having to go to job training programs, having to move back in with my parents, and really totally getting smacked in the face by re reality that, you know, I got to work to get my stuff together. I got to, I got to, you know, life is not going to work out the way I might have a five-year plan. That's great. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone five years from now. So I had to really reevaluate and get back down to the basics, which means getting in touch with my feelings and writing some stuff on paper. Mm. Um, and I just was so grateful that the community was there for me. You know, I was able to ask for help from, every service that we had available that I could access, um, the people around me about being honest, like, you know, I don't like being a new mom. I'm not enjoying this. You know, everyone posts that it's so fun and so beautiful. And yes, but I was like, oh man, this is just so unexpected. I wasn't prepared for it all. So it was, it was good. Well, it, it good now, now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. I, I obviously was a very, you're you just were not prepared like you just don't have the 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 life skills the life experience you have you've never been down this road before especially when in your mind you were uh getting your master you got your master's then you have this job and you got the big house and the big car and the beautiful family yeah. and you're you're going to beautiful vacations it's like wah, wah, wah. uh mm. and it didn't turn out that way but again it's it's this vulnerability to say okay reevaluate this is not where I this is not what I had planned but I can't do this alone yes 100%. I, I need to ask for I need to ask for help and um, I think you know as, again going back to to we don't have to feel that we always have to be a know-it-all and, and if you're a leader people are not always looking at you as a leader that you are always know the answer that as a leader, sometimes it's uh, sometimes, and in fact, you're going to even be more of a leader when you say, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's helpful. And even having like every leader has a mentor, yeah. you know, every leader yeah. has a leader that they look up to. So uh, asking for mentorship and mentorship programs like that really helped me as well. Being able to say, hey, you're an amazing leader. How do I get to where you are? You know? How do I learn those skills that you had? Or tell me your life experience, right? right? So making those one-on-one -on -one meetings with people, um, even if it's fearful, even if I'm afraid, you know, <laughs> I still try and do it because one-on-one -on -one meetings are, I think are undervalued, right? Like we're just talking yeah. now. Um, I don't often get to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with people um, and, and have that vulnerability and that honesty as, as often as I'd like to. Yeah, there's there definitely something to be said for one-on-one. -on -one. And, and it can still be done remotely. That's the thing. It doesn't always have to be face-to-face. Yeah. -face, um, and and it, you don't even have to be looking at each other. It, it, you can be, it can be a telephone call. Uh, so yeah. it doesn't have to be such a build-up to to a one-on-one. -on -one. Like for, I, I always think about, I work with a lot of people you know, in coaching and they feel like, oh, I, I don't coach because they make such a big deal out of it. It's gotta be, it's gotta be the, you know, the right time. We need, we need a full hour and I need all the paper and the data and the analysis. No, coaching is a conversation. And it starts with, as you're saying, start with asking some questions. How's it going? What do you think you're doing well? <laughs> what would you like to see improve? Where, you know, where do you see, you know, just some basic questions to, 
What keeps you up? What at keeps night? you up at night for <laughs> sure? Just basic questions to to really. Uh, get that person, as you keep saying, to share their story. And that one-on-one, the intimacy of that, uh, if you can create safety, such as a great question, I'm going to use that for now. What were you thinking just before this happened? <laughs> what were you thinking just before you walked into this meeting? I'm, I'm stealing that from you. That's gold. Gold, Hannah. This has been a terrific chat about how writing has fueled communication and our communication styles and really our curiosity about the other person. Uh, where can we find out more or connect with you? I have a website at hannatuff.com and uh, feel free to add me on LinkedIn too. I'm always uh, looking for more connections and looking to chat with people and connect through writing or through voice. You know, writing is not dead yet. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I can still write letters and have pen pals, you know? So I'm so happy that I was able to have this chat with you, Joel. I think that you're doing wonderful work and I really appreciate you asking me to share some of my thoughts. I appreciate it, Hannah. Thank you so much. And now the part of our show that is our three takeaways that we like to call our three stars, nos trois étoiles. Number one, unique syndrome. We all like to believe that we are unique, yet we are all humans. And yes, we have different experiences in different contexts, but we share the similar fears, wants, and needs. Number two, Stop showing, stop telling, ask first. Be curious about the other person. I really liked Hannah's question, which was, what were you thinking just before you walked into this room or walked into this Zoom? Number three, I don't know. It works. It's about being open. It's about asking for help. As leaders, we don't always have to have all the answers. And that is our three stars, nos trois étoiles. Thank you for joining us in our search for what makes a great communicator. If you enjoyed the show, then please leave a rating or review. Even better, subscribe to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast and make sure you don't miss another episode. Let's stay connected. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at GCT underscore CompUEs. And if you'd like more information, free resources or class schedules on everything from software to soft skills training, consulting or coaching, then go on over to greatcanadiantraining.ca. Thank you, and we will see you next episode. <laughs>